can remember it like it was yesterday. I had graduated from college and was newly married, but I was still nervous and scared about how I would get a job. It was the Great Recession of 2009, and it was hard to find one. I'm sure many of you can relate today with the high unemployment due to COVID-19. Back then, not only was I unemployed when I graduated, but I didn't even know what job I wanted to do. I had graduated with a degree in international relations, but I wanted a job in business. Over the next four months, I used a number of strategies to help decide on a career trajectory. I ultimately chose marketing research, landed a job with Nielsen, and have really enjoyed the work I've been able to do for the past 10 years. For me, choosing a career has made it more satisfying to go to work and also made the job search much easier because I now have an area of expertise and that provides more job security knowing that I can get another job if I need to. Given this topic of finding the right career, I polled the online LinkedIn community and was surprised by the responses I got in just 12 hours. I got responses ranging from career coaches to directors of insights at large firms. I'll be inserting their advice and stories within this podcast as well. The main topic of this episode will be the six keys that helped me choose a career. Key number one, how to use the seven best stories method to identify your skills and interests. Key number two, why you should follow your instincts and follow your gut. Key number three, use a work history review to identify qualities for a new career. Key number four, use Strength Finders 2.0 or otherwise known as Clifton Strengths 34 to articulate your strengths. Key number five, use informational interviews to try on new jobs. And key number six, leverage online resources like careeronestop.org. At the end of the episode, I'll also cover the four types of careers and why a linear career path is actually not that common and definitely isn't for everyone. Whether you are right out of college, making a career change, or know someone who is choosing a career, I hope this episode will give you the inspiration, tools, and resources you need. This is Digging for Insights, the marketing research podcast for insights professionals and businesses looking to deeply understand their customers so they can grow. I'm Stephen Griffiths, a Fortune 500 corporate researcher. Join me as we talk with experts about inspiring case studies, career advice, and research methods that will lead to growth. Before I dive into the six keys for how to choose a career, I want to talk about some of the feedback I received through friends on LinkedIn. One of the key themes that came through was this idea of focusing on your interests rather than following money. For instance, Niraj Amin, a business insights professional, said this, See what truly interests or excites you. Any job has its major challenges, but when you're truly interested in what you're doing, the challenges of that role become more of a downhill battle where we can more naturally succeed and figure things out with our passion and skill set. This was a huge lesson for me during the past year as I transitioned from a poor fit to an excellent fit job for myself. I love that conversation about following your interests and that can ultimately result in a better role. I also heard from Kate Shart, a senior director of Global Insights at PepsiCo, who recommended an article from The Atlantic that she felt strongly about. That Atlantic article is from a professor at the Harvard Kennedy School who talks about the four rules for identifying your life's work. I'll just read a quick segment here. One of the biggest mistakes people make in their careers is to treat work primarily as a means to an end. 
Many work away for years in a career to get some fabulous reward, and then realize there wasn't much reward ahead at all, just aging and death. Your work won't give you joy and fulfillment every day, of course. Some days it will feel pretty unsatisfying. But with the right goals, earning your success and serving others, you can make the work itself your reward. I will say before I kick this off that uh, What Color Is Your Parachute is a book by Richard Bowles, and that really influenced a lot of the methods and tools that we'll talk about here today. I found it in 2009 and it really revolutionized the way I thought about choosing a career, and some of that I hope will come through today. So key number one, using the seven best stories method. The whole idea of this is to simply think through all your life experiences, school, work, hobbies, passion projects, and choose the top seven that you, one, really enjoyed, and two, succeeded at. For each story, identify what you enjoyed about it and what skills you used to succeed, and write these down. And then, once you've written down all those seven best stories, look for themes across your seven stories, and seek to identify what gives you energy, those are your interests, and what you're good at, those are your skills, and even perhaps what environments you thrived in, and maybe those will give you ideas for your lifestyle preferences when you choose a career. So for me, I took a lot of thought in 2009 for what excited me and what I was successful at in the past. I was previously a president of an honor society during college, loved working together with a team. I volunteered for two years in Ukraine during my college years, um, did really well during my high school AP calculus class, and learned to build HTML uh, for a website during high school. As I thought about all of those experiences, I realized that one, I like and I'm pretty good at quantitative analysis, hence the calculus and um, economics classes I had taken for my major. I also really enjoyed thinking about target customers and providing a solution, just as I had when I was designing events as the president of an honor society. And finally, I loved sort of seeing a vision in the future and bringing it to fruition. Simply writing something down that's interesting wasn't enough. I wanted to make change. I really like that seven stories method. There's nothing magical about the number seven, of course. You can come up with as many stories as you want. But the main idea here is to think holistically about your life experiences and think deeply about what are you interested in and what are you good at. And identifying those principles is hugely helpful for then going to the next step and trying to figure out which jobs can match. I know for me, coming away from that experience didn't tell me what job to do, but it did help me give the criteria I needed to then narrow down in the future. Key number two, follow your instincts, not just your thoughts. This is around this whole idea of using your gut and listening to your heart to know what to do. Have you ever had a time when logically you should do something, but it just didn't feel quite right? The Greeks talked about this with head knowledge versus heart knowledge. They said gnosis was a head knowledge and understanding, whereas epignosis was this idea of understanding something with your heart. And ultimately, you need to understand something in your heart and your mind in order to make good decisions. And especially if you're thinking about a future career, this is especially critical. Regardless of how you find ways to get heart understanding, whether it's taking long walks, maybe it's yoga, maybe it's going to church, find that way of thinking deeply about what matters to you and take some time to ponder. And only as you take time to ponder and do those things will you eventually get the insights you need. Choosing a career is not simply a thought exercise. It needs to be something more deeper than that. 
For me, when I was able to take time, ponder, read some inspirational things, pray, and go to church in my case, I found that that allowed me the time to quiet my fears, walk away from the desperation of trying to find a job in 2009, and instead focus on what really mattered to me and what was most intriguing. And it's only when I had my mind space in that right place, then I was able to better focus on what really mattered in choosing a career. Key number three, work history review. So this is pretty simple. Basically, it involves looking through your past work history and identifying the things you liked and which you didn't and using that to guide your future job search. So when you do a work history review, first, you want to write down a list of all the jobs you've ever had. Think of internships, summer jobs, job shadowing, part-time, anything. Put them all down there. The second step is for each job, identify what you liked and what you disliked about that role and what could have made it better. And then, of course, at the end, number three, you want to synthesize all of your findings. And so you're going to look for themes to identify your interests, your skills, and your preferred lifestyle. So to bring it to life for me, I thought back of an internship I'd had in Thailand, where I had the opportunity for part of the summer to work on market research. The pro was I enjoy the idea of marketing research. I thought it was interesting, the ability to use facts and inform key business decisions. I enjoy the analysis. What I didn't like was there weren't a lot of resources, there was no training, and there just weren't a lot of tools for me to use in order to do market research. And so as I thought about that experience, I realized, you know, I I enjoy working in a corporate environment. I enjoy research. Maybe I should go somewhere where I'm going to get more training and more resources in order to do that well. On the other hand, I also thought about a summer internship where I had a job that was very closely tied to sales. So we were only successful when we successfully sold lots of things. And obviously, all jobs in business are remotely connected to sales, but this one was very tied. And I realized after that opportunity that I didn't want my job based on my personal selling ability. And um, ultimately, that job required long hours. And I thought, you know, I'd really love a job that has a little bit more work-life balance for what eventually I want to do in my career. And so my big takeaway there was realizing the life balance that I wanted, the lifestyle that I was looking for in a career. I thought about the skills and the way I wanted to feel and which environments fit me best. And that once again, set me up for some of the criteria I needed to choose a job. Ultimately, that allowed me to focus on Nielsen. I enjoyed market research. I wanted to go to a company that they had training and resources available. And so going to Nielsen made a lot of sense. And that allowed me to start that job at the beginning of 2010. Way number four, use StrengthsFinders 2.0 from Gallup, now known as Clifton Strengths 34. So the whole idea about this is that Gallup put together a really interesting uh, collection of work that basically looked at the different strengths that people had. And they put it together in a book called StrengthsFinders 2.0. I think that's now out of print and there's other materials available. But if you just look up Clifton Strengths 34, which is what it's now called, or StrengthsFinders 2.0, it basically gives you, and you can order this on Amazon for you know 20 bucks or so, uh, a book with an assessment in there. And so you can take this online assessment. It'll then tell you 
based on that what your five key strengths are. And it at least gives you a thought starter for what strengths and skills you're good at. Um, if you are strapped for cash and aren't able to do that, you could honestly go to a library or even Google online, uh, Strengths Finder 2.0 or Strengths and uh, from Gallup. And from that list and reading through it with some friends, you could probably narrow down some of your top five or 10 strengths just based on that exercise. And that can help you articulate what kind of strengths you want to do. In my personal case, I found that there were a couple strengths that really made a big difference for me. Learner was a a key one. Analytical, achiever, and communication were all some of my top strengths. By themselves, they don't mean much. But as with everything with job search, once you think about it a little bit and tie it together, it can help guide what career decisions you should make. So in my specific instance, I realized that those strengths related really well to a marketing research career. Uh, Learner, I'm curious. I'm always wanting to learn more things. Analytical, I then take the questions and the curiosity I have and run a survey or a test or talk to people through qualitative interviews. I do something using critical thinking to get information about that topic. I'm then really big on achieving. So I don't want to just sit on that information. I want to like apply it to a business. And then once I come up with those recommendations, I love to communicate them to others, whether it's through PowerPoint or presentation or well-crafted email. And so I realized that those things tie really well into an insights career for me. And ultimately, the realization that I love to get things done and see the insights applied to the business is one of the key reasons why I left Nielsen, which I really enjoyed working at, and ultimately decided to make the switch to getting an MBA and ending up at General Mills because I didn't want to simply sit on research or deliver a report to someone else. I wanted to see those insights become reality and working at a company internally to make sure that happened was one of the best ways to do that. Key number five, informational interviews. So the whole idea on this is trying to try on jobs that you don't have currently. And one of the best ways to do that isn't to talk to a different career counselor. It's to talk to people who are doing that job today. And so essentially, the steps of an informational interview are something like this. You know, first, you'd meet one-on-one with someone who actually works in the career you're interested in. You could, two, you could either uh, talk by phone or meet in person. A third tip is you could ask them questions like, you know, what do you like and dislike about your job? What gives you energy about your job? What is the work-life balance like at work? Is your job conducive to family life or the lifestyle that you're going after? Um, what are the education and skills you need to get into your kind of job? So some of these things help you get a sense of what is that job like on a day-to-day basis. And essentially, you can continue to do informational interviews or these half-hour chats with different people in order to get a sense of the different careers that are out there. I know for me, this was absolutely critical in helping me decide where I wanted to go with my career back in 2009. I remember... Uh, going into, so I graduated from Brigham Young University. They had an alumni database and I was able to go to that database and search lots of people that I could talk to. You could do similar things with LinkedIn today, but essentially this is the whole idea of reaching out to someone saying, Hey, can I just chat for you for 20 or 30 minutes? I'd love to hear more about your job. And most people are pretty open to that. And so I'd set up a time and I talked to people from pharmaceutical sales to um, IT technicians to uh, someone who even worked at Nielsen um, on the media side. And during that conversation, I said, you know, his job sounds really interesting. I think I'd be really interested in doing that. And that's one of the key reasons why I chose to focus on marketing research. I'd say the sixth key is making sure you do your online research. And there's a lot of uh, resources out there to help you do that. A couple that I want to call out is careeronestop.org. 
career1onestopstop.org. This is one that's put together by the Bureau of Labor Statistics in the United States and does a really good job of highlighting 400 plus careers that are out there in the U.S. economy and sort of giving a quick overview of each one. Talks about job growth, how big it is, even has a minute and a half video so you can better understand what it's like to do that job. It's not perfect, but when you're starting really high level and just trying to figure out, should I do medicine or business or IT, this is really helpful for helping narrow that down. And once again, I would never stop there, but if there's something that's intriguing about one of those videos or the areas you're looking at, um, then this is a great way to then uh, take further steps. I'd say a couple other things on Career One Stop worth looking at. Um, you can look at educational opportunities as well. There's also a really good website called College Scorecard. .ed.gov. And I'll have this in the show notes for this episode as well. But essentially, that is a place where they've amalgamated um, looking at yearly cost, salary, graduation, and rankings for colleges all over the United States. And that can be a great way for understanding what's the ROI or bang for your buck for different colleges that you're potentially looking at, especially if you're looking at going back to school to change careers. So once again, online research is huge. Uh, Glassdoor.com is also another really good resource where you can um, identify specific salary ranges and look at previous interview questions for specific companies. So all of this can help give you the information and the tools you need uh, to arm yourself for deciding which career you want to go into. So that's essentially the, the big takeaway for what made a big difference for me in finding a career is informational interviews, doing online research, using a lot of these tools and tricks, thinking deeply about what mattered to me. Those are the steps that made a huge difference in helping me choose Nielsen, then switching to an MBA and eventually landing at General Mills and doing client-side marketing research, which is really enjoyable. I'll finish off this episode today by talking about the four types of career paths. This is really important. And once again, I'll refer to that Atlantic article. As I mentioned before, this is the four rules for identifying your life's work from the Atlantic. It's authored by Arthur C. Brooks, who is a professor at the Harvard Kennedy School. And he shares some really interesting insights into the types of careers that are out there. And I'll start this. Scholars at the University of Southern California have studied career patterns and come up with four broad categories. The first are linear careers, which climb steadily upward, with everything building on everything else. The concept of the corporate ladder is a very linear one. This is also the model of the billionaire entrepreneur. Steady-state careers, the second type, involve staying at one job and growing in expertise. Transitory careers are ones in which people jump from job to job or even field to field, looking for new challenges. Spiral careers, the last category of the four, are more like a series of mini-careers. People spend many years developing in a profession, then shift fields seeking not just for novelty, but for work that builds on the skills of their previous mini-careers. So, which one is best, this article continues. That depends on you, your tastes, your personality, and your goals. If you crave a super linear career, that's okay. And then the author goes on to say, personally, it wasn't for me. My own career has spiraled more than a pass from Tom Brady. This includes 12 years as a professional classical musician, a decade as a professor, 10 years as president of a Washington, D.C. think tank, and now back to speaking, writing, and teaching. My reward wasn't any of the specific jobs I've had, but rather the professional adventures I have enjoyed, the skills I have gained, and the people who have touched my life. 
I really enjoy that quote uh, from that article, really helping emphasize that there's lots of ways to go about a career. It's super interesting in some of the LinkedIn feedback I had as I posted online, um, I learned that most careers are not linear. So Brett Jones, the Director of Employer Engagement at the Wisconsin School of Business, he says this, recognize that most career pathways are not a straight line. Keep your eyes open and explore how your skills and interests might be applied in unique ways. This means that we should proactively find projects and roles that interest us, rather than feeling obligated to do what is expected. I want to go into another quote uh, from Dr. Pam Schilling, the CEO of Archer Career, and she shares this, Following a path of doing interesting things is important. I took on a few extra projects and chose the more interesting work at times versus the things I should have done. In the long run, this led to my current role and far greater fulfillment and purpose than I had before. I took a short career sabbatical and went into MBA career services. That was 12 years ago and fell in love with the work. And now I truly do what is for me, both interesting and meaningful. As we close out the episode, I just had a few final thoughts that I want to call out. Also some advice from other LinkedIn folks. And this goes around this idea of being realistic with choosing a career. For instance, one of these comments goes into this idea of needing to be open and flexible when choosing a career. And this comes from Harish Vintikaramanan, who works in corporate strategy at Cisco. And he says, choosing a career for me is pretty misleading. For the most part, your career path chooses you. It's a function mostly of your circumstances, like your family and social circle history, your timing, what industries are hot, and luck, what opportunities are open based on happenstances. Now, there are some choices that can help through this maze. One is seeking knowledge. You can actively seek out information that you don't currently know, talking to people and explore various disciplines. And two is direction orientation. You can choose to focus in certain areas and move slowly towards them. For example, if you want to run a portfolio, so you have to somehow figure out how to slowly pivot from marketing into a world of finance. You choose to take on an internship first in wealth management because that's what's available, and it's a directional step. So Harish is right. Most of us can't pick any dream career that we want at any point in time, but we can be intentional with how we use the opportunities available to us, and step by step, we can move toward work that we find more meaningful. Another great example of a reality check on this topic comes from The Perils of Following Your Career Passion, which is the uh, fourth episode in the second season of the Work Life Podcast by Adam Grant. And basically the entire episode, very thought-provoking, highly recommended, is around this idea that you should be open to new career options and follow opportunities as they arise in your career rather than doggedly following your hobbies that don't necessarily transfer well to a career. I'd say this advice is consistent with those who work with job seekers every day in career counseling. And so I heard from some folks like this as well. Uh, Gina Jenkins, who's the Director of Career Management for the MBA and Master's programs at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. She says, be open to your career choosing you sometimes, not the other way around. Especially during tough and unstable job markets, staying aware of paths that you might not have been targeting allows you to expand your reach and potentially find a career that is perfectly unexpected. I love that quote. It's so true. Sometimes we can't always predict the future. We take the opportunities that are best in our lives. And if we understand the criteria that we're looking for, then we truly can eventually get to places of a career that is perfectly unexpected. To wrap this up, 
I think it's really critical that we talk about the keys for choosing a career, using your seven best stories method, following your instincts, using a work history review, using StrengthsFinder 2.0, talking to real people in informational interviews, and leveraging online resources like careeronestop.org and glassdoor.com. These are the types of things that we should be doing when we think about getting a career. And we need to remember that careers aren't linear. We can bounce around. We can go to different jobs. We can have lots of mini careers. And that's okay. It's really about finding joy in the journey and not simply looking for a faraway destination that we might not ever reach. As we go forward, I highly recommend that you take a look at some of the resources I've talked about today. What Color Is Your Parachute is a highly classic and influential book in my life. Uh, CareerOneStop.org, as I've talked about, some great podcast episodes, uh, StrengthsFinder from Gallup, this article from The Atlantic, The Four Rules for Identifying Your Life's Work. I think these are resources that can really allow you to take that next step. Finally, if you want to get more of these links and understand more of the notes from this episode, I encourage you to visit diggingforinsights.com slash 13, since this is episode 13. And as always, if you are listening to this episode on Apple Podcasts, I'd love for you to leave a review if you found this helpful. This allows other people to find this content as well. Until next time, I'm wishing you the best as you dig for insights that will grow your career and your business.